How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. The driver's seat. Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. For Kubota, together we are building Australia. Fantastic job. Yeah, there's only one thing we can talk about this week. It is, of course, our Bathurst special. Welcome to the Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we're building Australia and... I'll tell you what, it's the most wonderful time of the year, isn't it, gents? Uh, Nimsy, fair dinkum, uh, Christmas? What Christmas? This is Christmas. <laughs> Bathurst 1000 Sunday, the best day of the year. Even if you're not a motorsport fan, Stevie J, and I know that there's the call that the Melbourne Cup is the race that stops a nation, but I reckon Bathurst 1000 is very close behind that because even if you're not a fan, everyone watches the first couple of laps of Bathurst to see what happens. Well, they do. They do. And... It's uh, you got to remember though, those people that don't would would not normally watch racing, yep. as in car racing mm. through the year, they would watch more uh, on the Bathurst Sunday than they would on Melbourne Cup Day. Mm. Oh, 100 percent. You know, because obviously the Melbourne Cup, it's a quick, short, yes, it's a big race, but it's mm. a three minute race, whereas Bathurst is a six hour race. Yeah, uh, and a lot of people I know that aren't necessarily um, petrol heads as such. They all tune into Bathurst. They love it. Even if they don't sit there for six hours, they watch the start, they go away, they'll make a barbecue, they'll come back an hour later, have a look what's going on. Yep, have a look what's going on. They do some really good uh, hourly updates now with what's happened through the hour. So if you sit down at hour four and you can see what happened in hour two and three, which is really cool. They're They're not friends of mine. Only my friends watch the whole six and a half hours. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm not friends with anyone that comes in. Something that, you, something that is different that you can do this year that you could never do at any other Bathurst uh, in all the years gone by is now you can actually get updates from Bathurst on the driver's seat app on your smartphone. Oh, yes. How, How good, good is this? We have and got an app. Download <laughs> it, everybody. Get on it. Yeah, absolutely. Because iOS uh, and Android, where you go. Yeah. I, had a, I had a crack on the, uh, is it the beta version that you call it? No, no, it's, it's live. This, no, this is live. Our, we are live and good to go. Oh, I know, but I had a little crack on the beta oh, version yeah. of it, and it was sensational. I'll tell you, so, uh, if they didn't give us sneak access beforehand, there would be a hell to pay. But was, <laughs> that, the, was, that, the, was that the foreplay uh, app starting, was it, that you're on? The little foreplay one where it doesn't actually, it's not yes. the main part. Yes, correct. It's just the All little... the features weren't open. It was just yes. a look and a feel, yeah, and a, right. this is what's coming. Yes, there would have been a very... Uh, Did it feel good? Very di- Absolutely. There would have been a very difficult discussion inside the uh, driver's seat office if we didn't have a quick play before it goes public. So Absolutely. it is really, really cool. And uh, uh, um, yes, not just supercars too. We've got uh, no, no. Them, no, no. Formula One rally and it's Formula everything. One. Yeah, absolutely everything. You know, so all motorsport. As we as we've spoken about on the show, mm. we do try to touch on everything from around uh, the motorsport world. And um, you know, but 
it's obviously hard to fit it all in in an hour show, isn't it? It is, but now, of course, we have our own app. We have our The app. driver's seat app, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, jump on board into the app store. Yep. Make sure you download that bad boy. Stick Free it on, download. Stick it on your, uh, your home free, yeah. screen of your page there. Maybe next to your Facebook or your Instagram, so it's within easy reach. It's better than those. Much better than those. Oh, I reckon. It's <laughs> got to be much better than that. Do we have rights on this? So that if someone swoops in and says, hey, we want to buy the driver's seat app for like you know, $10 billion like they did with Instagram. Are we, we going to get a cut out of this? Oh, I don't know. Because no, they got in a fair bit of trouble after that. So, but but what, <laughs> stick, stick with the driver's seat app. You'll stand in trouble with that one. But but yeah, all your Bathurst updates, it'll be there on the socials too. Uh, a big thank you to our friends at Kubota. They've got a part of it too. But if you want to catch up on our podcast, make sure you jump on the driver's seat app. You can download it via the App Store, as the boy said. But well, let's talk Bathurst because one thing that I loved uh, so far has been in the lead up to it, there's a lot of teams unveiling retro deliveries. There is, and we normally sort of hold this retro livery action for the Sandown 500, which of course is the last of our endurance races in the Pertec uh, Enduro Championship this year, but mm-hmm. it seems that everyone's core, a number of teams have cracked on early and they're going to make it for the, I'm hoping, for the whole of the Enduro season that they're going to they're going to keep doing this. I mean, uh, we saw during the week Nick Perkat's Commodore yes. in, an old, in an old sort of Mobile One type livery, of course, if you look closely, you'll see Kubota mm-hmm. on the headlights and the uh, the front panels, the mm-hmm. front guards, as I was told last week, is not the front quarter panel, it's the front guard. <laughs> uh, so uh, we saw with Nick Perkat's car, Rick Kelly and Dale Woods got a very cool Nissan uh, retro delivery back to the silver bullet. And just by the by on that, boys, did you see the photos during the week of Russell Engel? Because it's his car that they're emulating. Yeah. <laughs> How keen did he look? He wanted to get back into a car. I know he was absolutely crap canning supercars at the start of the year, but throw that man an opportunity you put a helmet on and race a supercar, I reckon he'd be back, be back right at it, Steve. Well, he's a racer and he loves driving. Yeah. So I don't think that if you offered him a car and said, here, come and have a crack. Car looks cool. Absolutely. You, you wouldn't say no. Well, I wouldn't say no anyway. Can I put my hand up, though? and vote for Matt Stone Racing for the best retro. Oh, delivery. how good. Yeah. How good yeah. is that? SP Tools always rolled out mega liveries. Yep. And I think, again, in my in my I memory, one. I know you did, in my memory, the Erebus Mercedes E63 SP Tools supercar was one of the best-looking supercars of all time. So I'm really glad that, that uh, MSR have rolled that one out. I think it looks super cool. Yeah, there's a bit more to it as well. Like, there's a bit of a background story on that. Kev from SP... Um, Unfortunately, his wife, Lisa, lost her... Yeah, passed away her, recently. Yeah. Her battle recently, um, yeah. and this is basically a tribute for her. So awesome. I just think, you know, yes, it is a wicked-looking car, but, um, you know, I just love the, the fact of what they're doing for, for Kevin and yep. Lisa and the, and the whole family. They've been big supporters of motorsport. They have. Um, so, uh, of course, we pass our condolences on to the whole family at SP Tools. Triple um, Eight have also rolling out the uh, sort of Peter Brock Colin Bond HDT look and, as well. And Triple Eight are never really a, a one to really push out a retro look, are they? Well, they haven't. And I think a lot of that's due to the fact of, uh, obviously, Red Bull mm. are mm. very strict with their guidelines with regard to... You look at yeah, their, branding, their brand stuff like that, yeah. all over the world, the cars are basically the same. They're the same base colour they're the same with regard to uh, to the logo bull. the bull yeah absolutely so, yeah, everything from uh, like the Dakar rally to the, the air races everything all looks yep. the same pretty much doesn't it it does it does so I think this is quite cool that they're able to 
to do their their change now. Yep. Yep. Uh, maybe something they're going to keep for the the whole Pertec Enduro Cup. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I read a bit of feedback on the on the forums with it, and there's there's quite a few fans that aren't liking it. So <laughs> the Red Bull one, yeah, the Red Bull, uh, really? the Red Bull one, yeah, absolutely. What's, so, the, what's the negativity? Oh, just that it looks uh, doesn't it's not flashy enough. It's uh, it's a bit boring, and well, that's because it's a retro livery, yeah, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? They were slammed like Red Bull was slammed last year because like, oh, you're just keeping the same. You like do, you didn't do it. You didn't livery. do it. Yeah. Now they yeah. do one, and then all of a sudden it's like, who would have thought that fans online would be so fickle? But uh... who would have thought that you can't please everybody? <laughs> oh, funny. What that. a shock! Oh, I learned that a long time ago. What a shock! But uh, before we wrap up, let's have a quick look at the Penrite Power Rankings. The driver's seat. Penrite Power Rankings. Penrite Oil. Australian owned and made since 1926. Now, as we like to remind you, before the Enduros, uh, the, it's the Dick Johnson rule. This was rubber-stamped by Dick Johnson because we were thinking, what are we going to do during the Enduros? But this is what will happen in terms of votes. During the endurance rounds of the Supercars Championship, the votes in the Penrite Power Rankings are doubled. In the case of a co-driver gaining votes after a round, the points will be added to the main driver's tally unless they've appeared in two or more races in the season. So as you can see, Scott McLaughlin sits on top, 33 votes. Chas Mostert on 15. Will Davison on 14. Uh, 12 votes for SVG. 11 for Jamie Wincup. 7 for Fabs and Lee Holdsworth. 6 for Davey Reynolds. 4 for Cam Waters, Andre Heimgardner and Todd Hazelwood. 3 for Mark Winterbottom, Thomas Randall and Chris Pither. 2 votes for Nick Perkett, Lee Holdsworth, Anton and James Golding. And 1 vote for Tim Slade and Richie Stanaway. Do we see that after, well, during the Enduros at least? Do you reckon that's going to move a lot, boys? I, I I do. Oh, I reckon it's yes. going to probably not at the top, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but I do think it's going to move. And, and to be fair, I've got a bit of a hunch that maybe Davy Reynolds or a Percat or an Anton de Pasquale mm-hmm. is going to have a big move <laughs> up the board. So I agree. I reckon. I, re- I, I have said publicly uh, along the airwaves and around the place that I think Anton and Will Brown are a real chance at actually uh, getting a result here. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, you said that in our run to the mountain preview which you can get on our app i should point out (laughs) (laughs) what app is that is that the driver's seat app that you can download free from the app store now that would certainly be it and it's got plenty of news and uh, you can catch up on all of our podcasts there but no all the news from bathurst (laughs) will it be on there yeah absolutely Uh, oh sorry i'm not sorry Sorry. (laughs) i'll ask you steve all of the updates (laughs) but the good thing about it too is i didn't mention earlier is that it's actually got little thing i clicked on the Kubota side of things and it went to all the Kubota cool Mm. stuff and i'm like oh this is like boys toys flat out. 100%. So make sure you get amongst the driver's seat app and not just to catch up on our podcast and stuff, but it's got all the socials and whatnot. But it'll be interesting to see what happens in the Penrite Power Rankings. But we've got to take a quick break and you can't talk Bathurst without talking to the next our next guest. And that is, of course, Craig Lance. He joins us. Uh, but we caught up with him, obviously, before Bathurst because I don't think uh, those AAA Commodores have uh, any Bluetooth technology. <laughs> <laughs> Defending champ. How cool is it, though, to get, uh, get last Defending year's champ. winner on? Defending champ on to just give us his thoughts about the uh, the race. I reckon that's really cool. Exactly. Craig Lowndes coming up next on the driver's seat. Craig Lowndes wins the 1996 AMP Bathurst 1000. And surprise, surprise, the crew are ecstatic. Ten years in the waiting. Lowndes and Wincup do it. That is an incredible race. Johnson still holding on to third. And in 2007, Craig Lowndes and Jamie Wincup, they have done the double. Team Vodafone, 
Champions. This victory will make them Bathurst Immortals. It's a one-two for Team Vodafone. He's relaxed and he's about to bring home yet another Bathurst victory. Craig Lowndes is a miracle man at this place. One of the legends of the sport creates a little bit of magic at the mountain and secures his sixth victory in the 1,000. Craig Lowndes, with one corner to go, is about to become a seven-time winner at Mount Panorama. Congratulations, Craig Lowndes. I think that's probably the longest ever intro we've ever had on the driver's seat because... <laughs> I'll tell you what, and that's just for Bathurst too. If we went oh. through his entire career, we'd still be going. Oh, we would be. I was going to say, that's actually quite short compared to what you probably could do for Craig. We, we only have a one-hour show, but I'll tell you what stands out to me is that in you listen to the commentary, uh, the commentary grabs there, you hear terms like immortal, miracle man, legend. Johnson third. Johnson yeah. third. Piss off, Nims. <laughs> no, no, but uh, we couldn't have a show leading up to Bathurst without getting the great man on himself. Please welcome back to the driver's seat and for the first time in 2019, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Craig Lowndes. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Mate, <laughs> welcome. This this has got to be a bit of a weird feeling for you because for the first time in forever that I can remember, not going in as a main game driver, but going in as a co-driver, not likely to, to qualify the car. How is the feeling as we're now leading up to the big weekend? How is the feeling in town? And how does it feel to be in that position? Well, it's great to be back in town. I think that uh, the buzz has already started here. And, uh, and it really is something that uh, it is a special place. I, I do love it. I love the nature of the track, uh, the length of the race. So everything, all the elements that go into it. Um, it. Yeah, it will be different for me this year, being a co-driver to Jamie. And uh, I suppose we're going full circle. He was my co-driver when we got those three peaks. But, um, but now it's... It, it's something that I'm, I'm really enjoying this this new sort of position. Uh, I, as you said, I'm not going to be qualifying the car. Hopefully, Jamie gets it into the ten for the top ten shootout. Um, he'll definitely finish the race. We don't know yet who will start. So for me, it's a little bit more relaxing. I think that uh, I'm going to enjoy it more. Uh, I think the most nerve-wracking part of it will be at the end of the race when you're standing in the garage, you're not in the car, um, you're not behind the wheel, and, and you know you're sort of in control of your own destiny. Sort of, uh, that's going to be the, sort of the unusual part of it. Mate, I, uh, I know who's going to start the race. 100%. It's yeah. going to be Craig. It'll be Craig, 100%. They, they spoke about, you know, sharing the duties. Jamie's going to qualify. Craig, you're going to start. We know you're all going to start. Um, hey, well, mate, I but, don't but, know. <laughs> it is like that, though. I mean, you, you, you sort of go through the motions of, um, and it was sort of like me back in 2013 when I was driving with Erebus. Like, I was there. I was the co-driver. I was Mara Engel, Engel's co-driver. Um, and out of the blue, they go, um, Steve, get your helmet on, um, you're going to qualify. And I'm like, what? Uh, what? what? Hang on. <laughs> no, no time to prepare. So it was a bit off the cuff, and, and that, that, that sort of stuff can happen. Well, it can happen. I don't think it's, it's going to be likely. You know, Jamie knows the car really well this year. The new changes with the linear spring and all the things we've been talking about all year, he's definitely transformed the car. Um, you, know, you know, Steve, the Mustang's been a, a, you know, a great 
a great car from day dot. You know, there's been you know changes of aero and roll centres and all this sort of, sort of gravity and everything else. So um, who knows what what the what the speed of the, the the Commodores are going to be this weekend? It looked like they improved over the New Zealand weekend, but again, it, it's it, this place just throws up so many variables. And you, but the good thing about this place, which I love, is you don't necessarily have to have the fastest car to have a good result. You just got to be consistent, stay out of trouble, and uh, and I love running under the radar. But unfortunately, Jamie loves being up the front, so I reckon he'll be determined to put it on pole and then and, yeah, throw me in the driver's seat. And and obviously, since your full time retirement, you've been part of the, the broadcast team on Fox Sports. Um, what's the balance there for you this weekend? Do you still have a role within the telecast team, or is it sorry, guys, this weekend, helmet on, no coming up to the broadcast centre or any of that sort of stuff? Uh, no, I think there's going to be a bit of a mix, but but, but predominantly, I'm going to be a race driver, not not a commentator. They know that, um, but they, they've been really respectful and nice. Um, yes, they want me to do some live crosses from the garage. They they wanted me to do some commentary laps as well. Um, so there's things that we'll still be doing for the for the TV side of it, but uh, be very limited for these next three races because you know this one, uh, Gold Coast and Sandown, are very important for not only uh, for myself uh, and again being a co-driver. You now appreciate the pressure that they're under, knowing that these are the only three races of the whole year that you're part of that can make yeah. a big difference for the for the main drivers championship. Hey, I also want to touch on one of your uh, other drivers in the team, Garth Tander. I mean, Garth, as you know, he's been one of mine. He's been one of yours, uh, you know, as as part of the, the enemy, I guess. He was, you were always racing against him. He's part of your team now. Um, does that put on more pressure on your team in general? Because honestly, in my opinion, uh, the four drivers that you guys have got um, oh. are the best bar none in the, in the field. So um, does that put more pressure on you guys, mate, do you think? Or do you think you're just going to roll about sort of what you did last year um, and all of a sudden, bang, you're up there at the front at the end? Well, yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm going to attack it the same way I do every year. And as I said, I, I like running under the radar for most of the day and then it'll yeah, pop up the other end. But it's, you know, Garth is, is, is a great addition. It's the first time that Shane has had a co-driver that needs to put a booster seat in the car. So that's a good thing for him. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, it's great. I remember, you know, uh, start of January, basically New Year's, when, when we all found out that Garth was out out of a drive and I go I text him I said get on to Roland because I know that Roland wanted uh, you know a driver especially just to fit Shane's frame and uh, you know they get on extremely well you know he's been in the car out, in and out of the car this year like I have and uh, you know he, he can now sort of um, it was strange I've got to say also um, he's fitted in well firstly but it was also strange when the boys said to me at the start of the year when you've got a Garth Sander and a Mark Winterbottom walking into Triple Eight looking over your cars you know we've spent so many years trying to beat them and now they're part of the fold um, there's something that's happened in the last sort of month or so that people may generally not be aware of, and that's your nomination for the Don Award, which is one of the highest accolades you can win as an Australian sportsman. I mean, uh, some of the other nominees you're going up against are people like cricketers Tim Payne, Elise Perry, uh, the Sydney Roosters, uh, star Cooper Cronk. I think he's been in nine grand finals and won four of them mm-hmm. most recently with the Roosters on the weekend. Uh, Ash Barty, Dylan Alcott. Uh, what would it mean for you? as a seven times Bathurst champion uh, to walk away with a Don Award because that transcends everything. That's that's sport at its elite. That's not just motor racing. Well, yeah, it is. It surprised me when I got the uh, the email saying that I'd been uh, in the final group, um, been selected, which you know, which was which blew me away to start with, just to be in the final group. 
uh, unfortunately, we can't get there. It's it's, um, it's on the, the actual uh, announcement beyond this week while we're up here in Bathurst. So that, that's going to be a shame. But um, it'll be a huge honour. Um, one of the one of the biggest um, and the most and the most treasured. Um, medals that I, I have got at home, which I love dearly, and, and uh, is the Barry Sheen medal because that's, sure. that that sort of yeah. showcase through supercars you're the best and fairest of your peers and everyone else. So that for me is, is always been one of the most treasured um, medals. But to then now be nominated for the Don and going up as, as you said, like some incredible athletes and people that are out there. So um, I, I cannot. I'm, going to be. Um, I'll just have to sit and wait like everyone else. Alright, well, we're going to get to the hard, we're gonna get to the hard question here, Maddie. You go I'm going to throw one yeah, at you. Yeah, go him. on. It, despite yourself, despite you and Jamie, uh, say you guys aren't in it, which you are, we know you are, and you, you're one of the highest up there. Who, who do you, what's your top three pick for, for Bathurst? Okay, so say you're going to win. Uh, what's your second, third, and fourth pick? Well, to be honest, uh, if you take out like the Red Bull cars out, I reckon that uh, you know Scotty McLaughlin and Alex Primer, you know, are definitely right up there. You know, Scotty's driving extremely well this year. You know, yes, the team have, have got around him. The car, as you know, you know it probably better than I do. That uh, you know it's working for him. Um, so it's going to be a fast race. There's no doubt about that. If the weather stays nice, and uh, you know, there's no doubt that Scotty will be quick towards the end of that uh, stint. Uh, so I reckon they're going to be on the podium. Um, the other one I reckon has got probably some uh, some payback or some redemptions is uh, is maybe David Reynolds and a uh, Luke Yielden. I think that uh, after last year losing to what they did with the cramps, I think that uh, they'll be coming out and punching really strongly. I think there's, there's no doubt that uh, those guys. Um, but really, to be honest, there's, there's probably six, seven, eight cars from what I've seen over this year. That you know the Mustangs, as I said, proven to be a great combination. Yep. Some great combination drivers. Um, yep. It really is going to come down to uh, you know staying out of trouble, making make you know as a co-driver now, bringing the car back yeah. home, passing it over to your main drivers in in a good position, in good shape, and let let them do that triple stint to the end. And I reckon that's the difference this year, Lounsey. I reckon the, if we look at the depth of the co-drivers, like yourself, like Garth Tander, like Michael Caruso, you know, any one of these three guys, four or five guys, could plug you into a full-time seat tomorrow and be super competitive. I don't think we've seen that in a very long time. I think that's what's so hard about picking a winner about this one is because... It's almost like, it, it's like, like half the field's got main game It's co-drivers. back to the old days yeah. of when you had you were able to pair your main drivers back together again. That's how strong this field is. I reckon it's, to coin a phrase, I reckon it's harder to pick than a broken nose, this one. It's going to be very, very difficult to come for a winner. And I reckon weather might play a factor on Sunday too. Well, I think so. I think that uh, the locals here are saying that it, that it may may even rain um, through the Sunday's race. But I think that you're right. The pressure's now going to be more on the co-driver uh, timings when the co-drivers are in the car at what time and, and what they can do with the lap times and the positioning of where they put the car. Because the main drivers, they've been, you know, we've seen all through the year that uh, uh, it's been a strong field. Um, so the main drivers are going to be well in tune with what they what they need to do and what they can do. Um, it's the co-drivers that are going to make, you know, try and make the least amount of mistakes. And then, of course, you throw in the mix of it. This is the start of the enduro. Normally, we have sand down, which yes. gives us a bit of a, a, a form play of, of what's going on, who's fast, what's what's anyone that makes mistakes can clean it up. But this time, you got no chance. You're straight into the biggest one. Now, Lanza, you had a minor warm-up for Bathurst at the test at QR recently. Now, we have mentioned that the quality of co-drivers has really stepped up this year with guys like GT and Robbo stepping back from primary driving to become co-drivers. But when we, when we talk about potential co-drivers and quality ones, 
once too. Do you reckon that there might have been another driver at QR that maybe he's had about 21 starts at the mountain and a podium in 2007? And what are the chances we could be seeing a co-driver or the man sitting next to me that was in the number 66 Ford Mustang the other week? Reckon that's a good idea? <laughs> oh, I think so. I think that'd be great. I don't know. It actually was quite strange. We were rocked up on the start of the day and like people are going, what, there's three DJR Team Penske Mustangs. What's going on? <laughs> Actually, when I rolled out of the pits for the first time, there was a lot of eyes when I drove past Triple Eight looking. Who's in there? Who's in there? <laughs> I just sat back in the seat and tried to pretend I was like Michael Caruso. Lanzi, <laughs> <laughs> well, as I said, we really appreciate you taking the time out, mate. All the best this weekend at the Mount. We still love seeing you on our screens, too. You're doing a stellar job at the Fox Sports coverage, and go well this Sunday. Yeah, cheers. Thank you very much, guys. This is the driver's seat for Kubota, building Australia. Hey, welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, and together we are building Australia. And something else that we're building is one of the best motorsport apps you will ever get on your smartphone. Gents, uh, please tell me that uh, you have been glued to the driver's seat app on your smartphones. I've been up here, um, as as you know, you introduced Malconio earlier. We've got a fairly large contingent of the Kubota folk up here. So to be quite honest, I've been doing the corporate shuffle and the corporate tap dance with our friends from Kubota. Uh, but... Uh, and Stevie J, you've obviously been in the car, but I saw mm. you uh, pulling it up the other day for some news and having a look at some updates and other bits and pieces. Mm. Hey, Nimsy, pretty cool to have the driver's seat app live where you can uh, you can download it, of course, at Google Play or get it from the App Store. Mm. Um, I reckon it's going to be pretty cool. And we started talking about it about a week ago, and uh, it's being downloaded at a great rate. So yeah, yeah. very proud of that. Very happy with that. Well, and the looks, thing is, too, fantastic. Look, well, make sure you do get your hands on the driver's seat app. It's completely free in the App Store. And like I said, you can get live updates via the socials and whatnot. So be it qualifying, practice, top 10 shootout, all the information is there on the app. It's your one-stop stop, one stop shop for everything motorsports. But uh, we've got to update people on certain other categories as well because Stephen Johnson, that, uh, that Mustang, the flying carrot, the green and orange... <laughs> Ford Mustang has just been doing some stellar work, and I got to say, the you, you took your eighth race win on was it this morning? Yeah, it was this morning. Yes. Yeah, yes. So this morning, being Friday, for those that are wondering, hang on a second, there wasn't a race on the Sunday. Uh, <laughs> but what's been described as the absolute pass of the season to do it, and well, we, we've all seen the footage. Maddie, when you saw that happening, because you were live yep. at the track, what was the reaction from everyone? Because Royal Harris probably went, hang on a second, that's not meant to happen. It was side well, this, by this, side. It was it was everything yeah. you want. So, yeah, no, when we were standing there, it was, it, was, uh, it was a really good start, and the guys were going side by side through an area that you don't normally pass at just quietly, down through the great, around through McPhillamy Park and over Skyline. And uh, it showed the professionalism of of both of the guys to give each other a bit of make sure they had racing room and actually get the job done but um I, you know, he's obviously my radio co-host and his mate. And but as a racing driver, mm-hmm. uh, I've got to tip my hat to the big boy because not only did he qualify the car in a lap that was, I reckon, one of the best we've ever seen around Mount Panorama in a TCM car. Two fifteen, wasn't it, Steve? Two fifteen, and I said to Steve, and and he can talk about this. I reckon he was on the way to a fairly large accident. I reckon three or four times around that lap, he was hanging that thing on the edge, and then to 
back it up with a pass like that on uh, Ryle Harris at first first lap of the race, I thought, yeah, that he's he's fired up, <laughs> yeah. and he's so happy. I can see he's happy, and it's not just because he's had a donut. He is happy. <laughs> it's uh, it's one of those things that. You know, it's it was. I wouldn't say do or die for the championship. We've had a couple of lean race meetings where um, circumstance with regard to rev penalties for myself, but also weight reductions on some of the other cars, namely the five liter cars, have really given them a big boost up. Um, so we've been struggling. Our home race at Queensland Raceway didn't go to plan. Mm. We didn't have the fastest car there. We were we were back in about sort of fourth, fifth spot. Uh, and same at Eastern Creek or Sydney Motorsport Park. Yep. Um, we didn't have the fastest car there either. We were, same again, uh, one lap pace was okay. We qualified P3, but over the duration of the race, me being uh, around about uh, as a driver and car weight, uh, 190 kilos or 180 kilos, I've got to run heavier than uh, John Bow, uh, Aaron Seaton, a lot of the other guys. Yep. Um, it just took its toll on a, on a track like Sydney Motorsport Park where there's long loaded corners. So we were, same again, at best, fifth there. People think that we were sandbagging. Yep. Mate, I was driving the thing flat out. The thing just dropped away it used up its tires as it does when you get a heavier car um we've come here we've refocused we've just the setup's good the car's always good around here i love this place i've been here for 25 years Mm -hmm. so um you know we really uh wanted to be aggressive this weekend and really get our foot back in that championship And and i can tell you what mate we know that our friend Malcolm here is a bit of a classic car hunter. I was just about He's a bit to say. of a classic car mm-hmm. collector. Like it's an, it's almost I say with respect an illness. Um, <laughs> he doesn't have a 1969 Mustang in his collection, but after watching your exploits over the last couple of days, I think I may have caught over his shoulder in the corporate box. He was looking up prices on 1969 Mustangs <laughs> to buy. He is now motivated to go and buy a 1969 Mustang. <laughs> True or false? True. There you go. <laughs> Excellent. I just so, wanted to see what one would be worth, you know, just roughly. Not one as good as that one. It was. And, and here's the scoop. It was plenty. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, the old the old 1969 Mustang, Mustang Sally, as we know, and, of course, we head towards the 2020 season with the famed currently in-build XD on the launch pad, but mm. uh, you are fairly sending out Mustang Sally on a high note. Yeah, and, you know, what a good place to do it. I love this joint. It's it, yeah. it, it's a very rewarding track, and, and you saw as I spoke to you on the phone last night, um, the qualifying lap yesterday, the car wasn't great. You know, we'd all, we were fourth um, before the red flag midway through the session. Yep. And it was... Uh, we were all on two seventeen zeros. I was on a 217.1. Uh, there was three guys in front of me that was on a 217.0. And Aaron Seaton at that point was quickest. And red flag... We didn't know if we were going to get enough time to go back out and do another lap. They yep. extended the session slightly. Yep. I had already used my tyres. My car didn't feel that good. I think we got the pressures a bit wrong. We repressured in the pits. I went out. There was enough time on the clock to get around to do one flying lap. Um, and bang, we banged out at 2.15.8. So it was really, really cool to be able to do that. It felt like I was back in the top 10 shootout because that's what it was like. Out mm. of the pits, you sure. got one more lap, you got one crack at it, and then I got the checkered flag. And Steve, looking at, at that lap, I mean, obviously, you drove the supercar last week or two, two weeks ago, and you, you did really well with the times. Looking at you driving that car, I mean, you took, took some pretty big risks under uh, wet conditions and fairly cold tyres. 
Does it? Do you think that um, you are as brave as you were maybe 10, 15 years ago? Because we've heard Craig Lowndes say that if it was um, really, really intense, that that, that he'd, he'd, he'd give it a go. But as he got older, he's a little, little more uh, hesitant in putting it in. Brave or just as dumb? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm as brave, but certainly as dumb. Yesterday, you don't get any smarter as you get older. Let me tell you. Um, but to be honest, yesterday's qualifying lap, I probably took way more risks than that's what I thought. Than what you know, norm I would normally take. Um, he was sideways on the turn in into McPhillamy. Yeah, yeah. You had the back end stepping out on the on the entry yeah. to McPhillamy, and generally, Nimsy and, and Malcolm, the only uh, outcome that usually happens with that is the back of the car, the right rear, will step onto the dirt, and you either lose time or it fires you either hard into the left or right hand side of the fence, or you lose it completely and you spin around and miraculously keep yourself off the wall. But um, that was when I first saw that lap. That was when I thought, oh man, you are pushing it because typically if you if you're um, not in a pressurized situation like that you don't hang it that sideways into McPhillamy. and this late in the championship too I mean do or die yeah it's it is a bit like that you know this place can bite you pretty hard you make a, a small mistake and as we just alluded to earlier with co-drivers yeah. mm. it can make yeah, it could end your weekend, 100%. Absolutely. Well, when we were looking at your car this morning before the first race, Matt was saying to me, oh, it's like a V8 supercar under the bonnet, but you've still got the old technology of the weight of the car, the build, the brakes, everything that's really not up to supercar spec, mm. but you're expected to put it on a time that's within seconds of a supercar. So does that weigh in your mind as well that, hey, this is this things are getting on to sort of 50 years old? Yep. Yeah, it's, it, it, it does. Yes, we maintain it, but, um, you know, people don't realise that essentially it's still a 1969 Mustang underneath. We got the standard lower control arms, which are, you know, they beefed up a little bit to make them stronger, but they're still standard lower control arms, the ball joints, all that. It's all like a 1969 Mustang. The rear end's a little bit different. The rear end's got like an old supercar diff housing in it. But uh, but having said that, you've got a, you know, a roll center adjuster in the back. But it's it's all still old stuff. It's still got leaf springs in the back. It's still only a two-link, so the leaf springs hold the diff, um, whereas the new cars have got what they call a, a three-link rear end where the spring doesn't do anything but the spring work. So, yeah, it does. It's a bit, it's a bit different in that regard that... Um, it gave me a lot of confidence to push because a I know that you know my guys that, that work on the car do an A one job, but b when, when people tell me that you know you've just done a two fifteen eight in a touring car masters car with a fifteen inch wheel small ish brakes they're good brakes but they're small brakes compared to a supercar uh, narrow tyres when you look at your old man back in I think it was nineteen ninety two. His pole lap here was a 2.12.8. So I'm, I was, I'm only three seconds off the, the Dick Johnson Racing Shell Sierra pole time from uh, nine to, uh, uh, what was that, 80, uh, 1992 it was, yeah. So when, the, when he had pole from the Nissan. So, right. you know, there were guys saying to me that uh, Aaron McGill races in, uh, in Touring Car Masters and he's an old stalwart from uh, like the Super 2 Super category. Two. Yep. He says... Man, I went to sleep last night wondering how the hell you do it 15 around here in a, in a touring car master's car when I was flat out getting into a 14 in a supercar not that long ago. We're going to go through some of the best moments in Bathurst. We've got our Bendix break big moment coming up, but you are listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota, Building Australia. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota, Building Australia. 
Hey, welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. Let's get into this week's Bendix Brakes Big Moment. Now on The Driver's Seat, another Bendix Brakes Big Moment. Bendix, Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. That's right. No other brake pads are designed to perform like Bendix Brakes, fit Bendix Brakes with confidence. Now, there's a lot of talk about uh, this could be the year that Scotty Mack goes and actually wins Bathurst, ticks that off the list. But uh, I want to wind the clock back to 2016. Yes, Will Davison and Jonathan Webb did win that race, but there is a moment that we all remember in that. And in case you can't remember back to 2016... Here it is. They've stopped on 36 down the inside. He goes, he's into the side of him. They run into each other. He's walked out, Blake. He's going to redress. He's going to redress. But look at this. Oh, no, they're all gone. They're all gone. Tander's off. McLaughlin's off. The redressing's caused that. Tander had nowhere to go. You're kidding me. No way. You're kidding me. Very likely a safety car. What a disaster. 11 laps remaining in the great race. Be careful. Be careful. Now, obviously, oh, fair bit buddy, of Buddy, you just about hydraulic, man. You, your face is that red. You're still laughing. You just, you, Maddie, gives you Maddie loves that. They're all gone. They're all gone. <laughs> Scape starts hitting the limit of there. He's going to redress. He's going to redress. Oh, they're gone. They're oh, all gone. It's going to be a safety car. Oh. It's, it's like. Ted I mean, had nowhere to go. Look, it was a really, really, really big and very, very controversial moment of the race. Um, it obviously went to court after it, and it was all a very messy turn of events. But um, it certainly put the whole event on its ear. And I don't think Scotty was Scotty Mack was to blame whatsoever. He wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, when he rejoined just after the chase in the Volvo. He looked like he was completely in control. It was just that he got tagged and then oh, set off a chain of events. And I can't remember going back when um, Craig Baird took over the driving standards role at supercars, yeah. mm. but I would hate to have been the driving standards <laughs> advisor. <laughs> that would have been horrible. Oh, I would have just done the mic drop and walked out. It's like, see you, mate. <laughs> no, see you, mate. That's all right. I won't send an invoice for this drive-through. Uh, yeah, it went on for weeks and weeks and weeks. And, and ironically, Will won the race, as we say, with John O. Webb. And, of course, he and Jamie Winkup are best mates. Mm. So he kind of... But Jamie actually, remember, he kept going. Yeah. They imposed yeah, that 15-second penalty post-race. Yes. So he actually crossed the line first. Yes. But, yeah, that's why it went to court. Because if it was an actual drive-through, you, yeah. you, you can't just reinstate someone no. up the front. No. So they sort of covered their backside there. But it was a, it was a very, very big moment. I think the crowd went absolutely berserk, mm. went nanas, and it was the best chance I reckon Volvo would have ever had to have uh, to have won the 1,000 in a, in a V8 supercar era. That would have been... If Volvo had a won it, it, quite apart from Scotty Mack, it would have been sensational, I reckon, because that's still one of my favourite supercars of all time, that Volvo. So, and uh, just very, for GRM, too, that would have been a good, like, feel-good moment, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, the last time they did it was in 2000 with Bargwana and Tander. I was at that race. It was absolutely massive. It was pouring with rain. It was a a race of attrition and survival. Uh, but ten laps to go, that was. Ten laps to go, that's mm, right. Ten so, laps. So he was in the box seat too because he had fuel, he had tyres, he had pace. The car was in one piece. He would have been a real chance to win that. And I think we were robbed in many ways of what could have been an absolute 
barnstorming finish, finish yeah. having Garth Tander and, and uh, Jamie Wincup and Scotty Mack just duke it out for the last 10 laps would have been something to behold. But anyway, uh, Mark Scaife almost threw a valve, <laughs> almost broke a Conrod in that call. We haven't heard anything like it since. Um, and I wonder if we're going to hear something like it this weekend. I wonder if that's what he does when he rolls home at night and no one's there. They're yeah, all out they've there. gone for dinner. Oh, they're all gone. They're all gone. Well, there's nothing in the fridge. <laughs> nothing, nothing. No eggs. <laughs> nothing. No he was milk. expecting some Krispy Kremes in the, uh, in the fridge. I would be saying more than that. Krispy Kremes were gone. <laughs> you would tear the fridge off. Oh. You'd just pull the fridge off the wall. Oh, well, they'd, be, they'd be a court inquiry for that, I can tell you that one. <laughs> you but... should see the look on his face. He's like, I'm serious, mate. If there were Krispy Kremes in the fridge, and they were gone when I It'd be home. the neighbours going, they're gone, talking about the fridge. It's gone. <laughs> that was that was our Bendix break, a big moment. Bathurst in 2016. Hopefully, we see another one too. And that's also inspired me to go back and look at Homebush uh, 2010 when everyone went into the fence. They're all into the fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should, we'll definitely do that for Race Rewind next week and tell you that. But uh, absolutely. That about wraps up another big edition of the Driver Seat. Big thank you to Craig Lance for taking time out during the week because I could I'm tell you right now he would have had a lot of commitment. So we really appreciate him jumping on board. Another thing that we'd like you to do is get the Driver's Seat app. It's available on your smartphone. We've got all of the socials on there, all of our podcasts, our interviews. It's it's your one-stop shop for everything motorsport. Get that on the App Store. It's powered by our great mates at Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, and together we're building Australia. Happy Bathurst. We'll see you next week with all the wash-up. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So... We doubled it. Chicken and Maccas together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.